sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Yes. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with songs. Amen. The Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hands are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it, his hands formed the dry ground. Oh, come, let's worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Yes. Amen. You think of how great God we serve. Amen. And to think that he, he redeemed us, he saved us. So now is our part. Who all appreciates the Lord, what he's done for you. Amen. Now is our time to show him how much we love him, how much we appreciate him. The saints of God, let's just, amen, let him. Come into our hearts and have his way here tonight. Amen. Give him all the glory that he deserves. Amen. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. Amen. For this day that you have made. Amen. Let us look to you with love, with amen, respect, and honor, Father. Giving you praise and glory, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. For this gathering together in your name. Amen. Thank you for your presence. Oh, God, sanction this service. Amen. Let your Holy Ghost move, oh, God. Amen. In a marvelous, beautiful, wonderful way. Amen. We need you, oh, God. Bless us each and every one of us. You know every heart, God. Amen. You know our needs. Let us cast all our cares upon you. Amen. One mind and one accord. We all look at you. We thank you, Lord. I pray, oh, God. Anoint the man of God to preach the teaching word. Amen. Let us receive your word and be encouraged. Oh God, amen, be faithful to you, amen, anoint the song leaders, musicians, singers, Sunday school teachers, helpers, ushers, oh God, pour your spirit upon us all, we give you all the praise and glory, oh God, amen, in Jesus' name, everyone said, amen.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
things, the book of Jonah. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, this is really, really something. Um, I have never studied Jonah so much as I did getting ready for this. So Lord, you know, you ask the Lord for understanding and knowledge, he'll give it to you. Amen. Amen. So when I was studying this, I learned so much about Jonah that I never knew. And I'm going to share it with all of you, too. And it, and it's, this is really something. So if you've got your Bibles, and if you don't have one, go get one. Because we're going to read the whole book of Jonah. Amen. Wow. Amen. All right. And then we're going to focus on a few of the verses here. But, I, but you need to get the whole book so you understand what's going on here. Because it all has to do with what the Lord put on my heart. And... This is this is a message to me, and I hope it is to all of you. And this is a message of encouragement. But uh, before we get started, the thing that I learned, the man, you never stop learning stuff. And I think That's it's right. so cool. But I look at the book of Jonah in a completely different light now because I never realized it, but you realize it's his testimony. Yeah. yeah. Did you know it? Did some? Did ever you? You know, when you read it, so many people think it's like reading Isaiah or Jeremiah, and it's a, it's a prophet saying something, but no. He was talking about his personal experience. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're going to read this. So uh, so here we go. You're going to, you can you can say, for those of you, you know, have a hard time reading the Bible, you're going to read a whole book of the Bible. Amen. You can say you've done it. <laughs> so, all right, it says this. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. They were at the point of thinking they were going to die. And they couldn't understand why Jonah didn't care. That something. And they said, Every one to his fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is, is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. When said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation? And whence comest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. 
Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Then said they unto him, What shall we do unto thee that the sea may become unto us? For the sea is wrought and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea become unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. Therefore they cried unto the Lord and said, We beseech you, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life. And lay not upon us innocent blood, but thou, O Lord, hast done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord, and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped above my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars was above me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. Amen. Amen. I can take that personal. Hallelujah. And my prayer came unto thee, into thy holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out of Jonah, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it, preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. It took three days to get around the city of Nineveh. That's how big it was. Wow. 
And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days in Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe on from him, and he covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works that they had turned from their evil way and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them and he did it not. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God, and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Then said the Lord, Doest thou well to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city, and there made a booth and sat under it in the shadow till he might see what would become of the city. And the Lord, and the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it to come up over Jonah, that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd, but God prepared a worm when the morning rose the next day, and it smote the gourd that it withered. And it came to pass when the sun did arise that God prepared a venomous east wind, and the sun beat upon his head, beat upon the head of Jonah, that he fainted and wished in himself to die, and said, It is better for me to die than to live. God said unto Jonah, Doest thou well to be angry for the gourd? And he said, I do well to be angry even unto death. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd, for the which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should not I spare Nineveh? that great city wherein are more than six score thousand, a hundred and twenty thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and also much cattle. Now, when I did, when I did research on this, this was what I thought was amazing. Is Jonah wanted Nineveh destroyed. That's, he had his mind made up and his heart was made up. There is nothing good about the people of Nineveh. They need to be wiped off the face of the earth. 
And yet the Lord told him, you go to Nineveh and you warn these people. Now, the Lord told them to go do that. And they said, ha, no way am I going to do that. I can't stand these people. <laughs> so he tries to run from the Lord. Wow. So everything starts going wrong in Jonah's life. And Jonah knows exactly mm. why everything is going wrong in his life. It's yeah. because he's not listening to the voice of the Lord. Mm. He's not obeying him. Mm -hmm. So he ends up getting thrown overboard and gets swallowed up by a fish. These men were on that ship were so distraught that if you read in the scripture, they sacrificed to Jonah's God and made vows. Mm -hmm. That's how scared they were. Mm -hmm. That's how they could not get over what happened. And they threw Jonah overboard, and it's like he serves the true God. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. <clears throat> so he gets swallowed up by a fish, and he's in there for three days. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be in, like, imagine what it smelled like in there. Oh, I just oh. can't. Have weeds all wrapped around your head. Wow. Being in total darkness for mm -hmm. three days. Yeah. You're literally in a grave. Just like he said. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so then he gets spit up. The fish had had enough of him and said, Man, I can't digest this thing. So he spits it out. Yeah. Spits Jonah out. And the word comes to him again and said, Go to Nineveh. Mm -hmm. So then he goes to Nineveh. He only did it because he was obeying the Lord because he saw that the Lord meant business. And it's like, yeah. I told you to go to Nineveh, you go to Nineveh. Yeah, yeah. So he goes there, and I didn't realize this, I never knew this, but did you realize Nineveh was Israel's arch enemy? They were their greatest enemy. It would be just like, I said, man, who would be our enemy like that? And I, I said, Iran would that would be the equivalent. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he says, go to Iran and tell them if they don't repent, that I'm going to destroy them in 40 days. Wow. That's basically the yeah. same. Yeah. Comparing it to today. Wow. So he goes there and he tells them, and what happens? Even the, the ruler of Nineveh is so shaken by this message <laughs> that he even caused the animals yeah, to fast. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to make sure. So what happens? Nineveh is spared being destroyed. God spares them. Now, this is what got me. It never clicked. Do you realize who any of you know I'm sure some of you do. Do any of you have any idea why Nineveh responded to Jonah the way they did? Have you any? Have you ever thought of that? Think about this. This is their arch enemy. They would just as soon see in Israel not exist, and yet they know here comes this Hebrew, this Israelite, and he's telling us that God's going to destroy us in 40 days. And they turn that whole country upside down because they don't want it to happen. Any of you ever think of that? Well, Jesus says, Jesus said why? 
in Matthew 12, verses 39 through 41, if you want to go there. See, God took exactly what Jonah did, and God still got his way, even though he did what he did to Jonah. It's like, Jonah, I'm going to get my way, and you're going to be the one that's going to know. But in Matthew 12, verses 39 through 41, it says this. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. Because they repented at the preaching of Jonas, and behold, a greater than Jonas is here. So Jesus, here he is saying that I'm going to be in the grave three days, and I'm going to arise. You want a sign that that's going to happen? Jonas is that sign. Why did Nineveh repent? The reason they repented was here a man that was dead for three days in the belly of a whale is telling them that the Lord is going to destroy you if you don't change your ways. Mm -hmm. you imagine what they were thinking when you see this man come in? Because that, that story went through all the land. Those fishermen said, I can't believe what happened. We, this guy was running from the Lord. We threw him overboard. This fish swallowed him. And now he's here and he's telling us. <laughs> That's a pretty powerful thing. Amen. Right? Amen. So it's like, isn't that, isn't that just an amazing thing when you think about that? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was funny. And I read these Jewish, I read the Jewish account of Jonah. I didn't read any of the modern day, you know, yeah. uh, convenient Bible commentaries or, you know, the, the Burger King commentaries. Yeah. I get that. All they do is love to hit the sound of their own voice. That's why they're on TV. They yeah. sound so good. <laughs> I don't want to listen to them. That's right. So anyway, I listened, I, I read Jewish history on Jonah. And what was so neat is what they said about it was Jonah, the question was always, did Jonah, was Jonah in good standing or bad standing? Believe it or not, Jonah was in good standing. You know why? Because he wrote his testimony. Mm. Oh, yeah. Amen. See, if he wasn't, why would the world would you want to record how you blew it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But he did it as an example to yes. every one of us. Mm. So, getting to what I want to focus on. Well, before, one, one other thing is at the end of Jonah in the last verse, it says, well, in the, the last section, here Jonah is more upset about the gourd dying. He's more upset about his, com his comfort being upset than the fact 
then an entire city repented to God. Priorities were all wow, messed up. Yeah. To think of that when he says uh, in the verse in the verse eleven of, of uh, chapter four it says that should I not spare Nineveh that great city wherein are more than a hundred and twenty thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand or their left. In other words, they're clueless yeah. people, yeah. and yet they still repent. Mm. Amen. Amen. So Amen. now we're going to get to the part where it applies to us. So what got me is I'd like you to all focus on, uh, we're going to focus on chapter 2, verses 7 through 9. Now, before we read these three verses, I want, I've I got to share this with you. You could say that Jonah backslid. Jonah ran away from God. I did that. Okay? I backslid. We've had backsliders in this church. We've seen some come back. Some haven't come back. Mm. Yeah. Some are really battling with deciding what it is they're going to do. Amen. Are you going to serve God or not? Or are you going to stay in your pathetic loser life? Mm-hmm. And I don't mind saying that yep. because I can guarantee you they're not happy. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Not a single one of them are happy. Because how in the world can you taste this yep. and find happiness out there? Exactly. Yeah. It's not going to happen. That's right. No yeah. matter what, Amen. it's not going to happen. Amen. So Jonah obviously wasn't very happy. No. He was pretty miserable, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. How would you feel if you had seaweed wrapped around your head? <laughs> That's a pretty bad place to yeah. be. So verse 7 says this, When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came came unto thee into thy holy temple. He reached out to God. He reached out to him. When things go bad for us because of our doing, we are reminded of the grace of God. See, what caused that was he remembered, it says, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. How many times do we do things on our own, end up in a disaster, Mm, Yeah. and then when things are messed up, we remember, man, remember what God did for me? Yes. God did things for me and I never even asked for it. And he did things for me. I didn't deserve the things he did for me. So all that comes back into your mind. Why? Because you're so miserable. But when you think about grace, just think about grace. Grace is called unmerited favor. And how many of you here can say that you've had that? 
we've all had that. When you think about how just situations in your job. Yes. You could have gotten in a bad accident and, on, and something happens and it's like, oh my Lord, I should have died. Yes, amen. That's all that grace. That's all grace. Yes. It's all, he loves us so much. Mm -hmm. But when we mess up, that's when we remember God's grace. Mm -hmm. When we repent, we have to pray in sincerity. Yeah. I thought about that. And you know, um, <laughs> I remember when I called out to God, when I needed God's help, I was bowed down at my toilet. I'll never forget that day, ever. I prayed to God and I needed help and I needed it so desperately bad because I was ready to take my life. <clears throat> That's where I was at. I was in that kind of a situation. And it's amazing how God, God heard my prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. And he put people in my path to tell me what I needed to hear. Amen. Now, Amen. Here's an amazing thing. How many of you have heard things from people that aren't even saved? Amen. And you realize that it was God that was saying that to you. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Amen. Yep. See, God can say anything through anybody. That's yes. right. Yep. To get Amen. To. Yep. Amen. Yeah. Because if he can talk through a donkey. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Repent. Here's the thing, and this got me. So many people, they wait for the altar call to repent. Yeah. But you know the place to really repent is when the thought is put right. into your mind. doesn't matter where you are. You're at home, driving down a road or anything. When that comes into your mind, that's the time yes. to repent. Amen. Yes. Don't wait for there to be a right time that's to repent. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Because if you wait for a right time to repent, you'll never get it. That's right. Amen. You'll never get it. Mm -hmm. But the thing that, the, the you know, it's so important that every one of us realize that our salvation is an instantaneous thing. Mm -hmm. When the Lord speaks to us, we need to respond when the Lord speaks to us. Yes. Not wait for the right occasion. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you have no idea when you're going to take your last breath. Amen. Amazing. I would just, they were just showing this, uh, I saw a picture of uh, this storm someplace person's driving down the road mm. and this tree literally tips over out of the ground and that car just hit the back of the roof of the, that vehicle the person didn't even know what happened wow. and there's a whole tree down the road behind them wow. that person didn't know that was going to happen they were just driving down the road mm. yeah. But I, I saw that and I go, isn't it amazing? I said, man, that person ought to be saved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge tree. It would have crushed that vehicle. Yeah. It just, man, I just, just snuck right under there. Maybe got two feet of the hood of that vehicle and it just popped out. We saw the vehicle do this and the person's 
person's looking around like, what in the world was that? There's this giant tree right behind them. So the reason I'm saying that is that's why I say our salvation is an instantaneous thing. When you hear the voice of the Lord, man, that's when you respond. When he, when, when it says, my, my soul fainted within me and I remembered the Lord, my prayer came unto me, came unto thee, unto thy holy temple. What got me was his prayer. In verse 8, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Mm. I thought about that. The word observe in Hebrew is shamar. And what it means is to pay regard to or attach oneself to, to give heed to useless vanities, the world, anger, carnality, lust. And that was just four on the list. Goes through the whole thing. Mm. Jonah was angry at the Ninevites. It's like there's no way in the world am I going to try, let me put it in today's, there's no way in the world am I going to try to get them saved. <laughs> They're my enemy. Yeah. I want you to think about that for a second. How many people do we know that we don't want anything to do with them. Good, I'm glad some of you are being honest. Yeah. Because that's a fact with every one of us. There's always somebody that rubs us the wrong way, or they hurt us, or they did something to us, and we put up a defense against them, and they say, that is my enemy. Yeah. But that's not what God says. Love them, man. Love them. That is not your enemy. Satan is your enemy. Right? Yeah. And if Satan can persuade you to hang on to your anger, yeah. your feelings, it might be, well, man, I want to get something out of this person, so I don't want to witness to them. So if I witness to them and they get saved, then I won't get what I want. Wow. wow. Serious. Yeah. Think about that. We all have that stinking carnal nature. Yeah. Man, there is no, man, that, that gets me. There is no good person mm -hmm. on this earth. Mm -hmm. Wow. There was only one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Every one of us, man, you look at these little babies, man, you look at Silas. <laughs> man, born in sin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to believe that little baby's got yeah. a sinful nature. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. We're born with it. That's right. So there's no one, there's no one that can say, "Well, I think higher of somebody mm. than you do." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't ever say that, because this is this is what got me, and 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 I need to say this, and I don't know if, if this. This just came on my mind, and I don't know if it applies to anyone here or anything, but it's like this. One thing that I have made a point to do, because the Lord put this on my heart in a bad way because I was very guilty of this, but if there was somebody that had wronged somebody in the church, I wouldn't want anything to do with them because they did that. 
And I thought about that, and I go, is that the right way to be? Would Jesus be that way? Yeah. So it's like, I don't want to treat them like they got the plague or leprosy. <laughs> exactly. Or it's like a, and, it, and it shouldn't be that way. Mm. What the Lord wants us to do is to show love. Amen. Because <laughs> they're in God's hands. They're not in your hands. Yeah. yeah. They're in God's hands. So whatever happens, happens. That's mm. God. Let, let the Lord take care of it. Mm. Yeah. But don't you help Satan out. That's right. Because when you do that and you, you, you bring a, a judgment or you you get that root of bitterness or any of, any of that stuff towards somebody, it even says you get a root of bitterness and what does it do? It causes calamity to yeah. everything around you. Mm. You think it's just you? No, it's affecting everybody That's right. else around That's you. That's right. That bitterness. Yep. And it's something that we have to fight. Every one of us, we have to fight it. That's that nature in us. Amen. We have to fight it. We need to remember all the mercy that he has poured out on us. Man. Mercy. All the goodness. All the compassion. All the times he's helped us out when we needed his help. Mm -hmm. and we, and so many times we never even deserved it. Never even deserved it. But he was merciful. Let's all turn to um, Ephesians chapter 2. So how many of you was that the first book of the Bible you ever read? I'm not one of these. There's some smaller than that. Obadiah is smaller. Jude's really small. <laughs> but it's all important. Amen. Amen. It's amazing when you take every single book in the Bible, everything in this word matters. Yeah. Yeah. You can even get so much out of Ruth. Yeah. The book of Ruth. Yeah. Wow. Amen. That's an awesome, awesome. Ephesians chapter 2 we're going to start at verse 1 and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved, that a merited favor, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace toward his kindness, in his kindness toward us, through 
Jesus Christ. So every one of us, think about this. You witness to somebody, especially somebody who knows who you were and who you are now. You're assigned to that person. You're assigned right there, it says, what he, what our God, Jesus Christ, brought us out of. We were lost, dead, carnal, just like everybody else in this world, and yet he died for us so we could be delivered from yes. it. Amen. Isn't that an amazing thing? Yeah. Every one of you, believe it or not, every one of us, we're just like Jonah. We're a sign. Every one of you are a light in this world. Mm. Every one of us. It's, it is a crazy thing. Some of the people I meet are really rough and tough, and they're just, what do you call them, men-men? <laughs> you know, man's man. <laughs> Got a beer in her hair and no And it's an amazing thing. They don't even know who I am. But I come there and I talk to them, and I won't be there talking to them for five minutes, and they'll stop swearing. Just like that. And I'm going, that is amazing. Yeah. I didn't even say anything to them. Yeah. See, every one of you, when you're full of the Holy Ghost, it is amazing the light that you yes. give off. Amen. There's like this, uh, uh, what is, uh, Sister Bella, she did that force field. We've got a force field around you. Yeah. yeah. It's like a big bubble. Yeah. Bubble of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when you come up to somebody, that they're in that bubble with you. Yeah. Even though they're not filled with the Holy Ghost, they can feel it. Yeah. They know yeah. what is about you that is so why are you so different? Mm. And so every one of us is assigned in this world. We're assigned to everybody. In Philemon, in the Philemon and Philemon, however you want to call it. I have always called Philemon. it Philemon. I have no idea why. Philemon. It looks more like Philemon to me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Philemon, chapter 3. <laughs> Philippians. I have this new Bible and I cannot find anything in it. Oh, I just blow it up. Yeah, yeah. I have that written down. Philemon chapter 3. Verses 2 through 6. <laughs> That's what I have written down. <laughs> So since there's only one chapter, we'll just, we'll yeah. just go with that one. Uh, now I have now I know why. Now I have I know why I wrote that down. Because I put the wrong Titus book down. After Titus. I think it's Philippians. Let's try Philippians here. <laughs> it's good to know. That's what it is. Huh? Yeah. It's good to know I'm still human. 
because then my index is a small one. circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Jesus Christ in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh though I might also have confidence in the flesh if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh I more circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin a Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law a Pharisee concerning zeal persecuting the church touching the righteousness which is in the law blameless for what things were gained to me those I counted loss for Christ now it doesn't matter who you are if you're saved when in this here Paul, a Pharisee of the Pharisees. If you could say, man, he had to be the closest thing to Jesus. He was so righteous. And what he was saying is this. Everything, all that righteousness and everything, and I can say that because I came out of the Baptist church, and believe me, there was a lot of people that couldn't find anything wrong with me. But you know what? I wasn't saved. Mm -hmm. Amen. I wasn't saved. But the reason I, I, I want to bring this up to you is, is understand this. And this all has to do with re remembering God's grace, His mercy, and everything. Is that every one of us there's not a single one of us that's any greater than anyone else. Yes. And we should never look at we should never look at ourselves as, well, I'm not them, or I can't do that, or I can't do this. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, me up here speaking to all of you, I am way out of my comfort zone. The only place I ever do this is here. You would never see me talking in front of other people because I just, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so, but the only reason I'm doing this is because I was asked to do it. And so, the reason I'm, only reason I'm saying that to you is I don't want anyone in here to think that there's different levels of people in here. And there aren't. No. If you want to say, if you want to do any comparison, there are some that are walking with the Lord greater than others. But whatever you do when you walk with the Lord, do your best mm -hmm. that day. Yes. Amen. Forget about yesterday. Amen. Forget exactly. about anything behind you. Yes. But focus on 
the right here and now. Amen. You know, that's why every time, every time when we when we come in here to worship, we come in here to service. No matter what you're going through, no matter what, you have got to break through and touch the Lord. Amen. You have to. Yeah. You've got to get past whatever it is you're dealing with. Yeah. You must. Mm -hmm. Because the Lord wants to bless you. And when you're blessed, you're going to realize that that situation you're going through, it's like, man, God's got my back. Mm -hmm. And he's going to help me through it. But if you sit there and you just grovel about whatever your situation is, you're not going to get any victory out of it. Mm -hmm. That's right. None whatsoever. Um, I... Uh, Wednesday night, man, pastor, man, he hammered me right between the eyes. <laughs> man, it was just like he came right down with a two-by-four and <laughs> Man, I was hurting by the end of that service. Yeah. It's like, wow. But you know what? We all needed to hear that. Amen. Yeah. Every yep. one of us needed to hear it. Um, the, uh, this a lot of what I'm saying has to do with what he said Wednesday night. Now, it just, it just popped into my head. I just realized that. Jonah, now think about this. Jonah didn't have the Holy Ghost like we do. Mm. So you've got to put that all into perspective. Anytime you read about somebody in the Old Testament, yeah, yeah. like David, how could David do all the things he did? And <laughs> God says that he's a man after his own heart. Mm. Does that mean that I should go out and commit adultery? No. Does that mean I should go out and set somebody up so they get murdered? No. Nope. David didn't have the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. See? Yeah. We do. Yes. So it's a whole different boat for us. Yeah. We're yeah. a whole different dispensation than they were. Yes. So when you put that into perspective, Jonah, not even having the Holy Ghost, and the Lord tells him, to do something and we don't do it and isn't there something nothing went good for Jonah he went right back to his old thinking oh, I hate those Ninevites there's no way am I going there I'm getting out of town I'm getting away from this stuff I'm getting out of here there's no way in the world am I going to go to Nineveh can't stand those people And I thought about that, and I've said this many times, is how many times are we not going to hear what the pastor's telling us? Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> See, the Lord just put that on me and mm, just clicked. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It all just came together. You see, us old people, We've gone through so much. We have so much experience that you younger people don't have. And it seems like we don't have a clue as to what's going on. The reality is we do know yeah. what's going yeah. on. Amen. You are the ones that are clueless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see? So it's not... And, and, and it's not... It, it's a frustrating thing. Man, I, can, I understand now why... Growing up, when I was a teenager and everything, and in my 20s, and man, I used to just offend, oh, 
my mom and dad, boy, I'd get them mad at me sometimes, and I couldn't figure it out. You know, why are they so mad at me? It's because I wasn't listening to them. Because they knew that what I was doing was not the right thing. And so when the look when here, pastor's up here preaching, and he's bringing us the word of the Lord. I have no doubt in my mind. When, you, when he's up here, how many of you ever noticed how different he is when he's preaching than he is in real in person? Mm -hmm. Do you know what that's called? Anointing. Anointing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember Brother Leg. Man, if any of you ever had a chance to hear Brother Leg, that was one fiery <laughs> preacher. Yeah. Man, was he fiery. Yeah. Man. But when he wasn't preaching, Where's Brother Lake? <laughs> he was just the quietest, quietest, gentlest guy. So when the pastor's up here and he's preaching, that's anointing. Mm -hmm. The Lord is on him and he's speaking. And he's trying to help every one of us make it. Mm -hmm. Man, anybody in the ministry, I know me, Brother Aaron, Kevin, Mom Walker, Dina, all of us, we all want to make it. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, you young people, you have so much on you that I never had. I can't imagine what you're going through. The Lord puts it on us sometimes, what you're going through, but I didn't experience the pressure that you were all under. Yep. And when I say that pressure, is it's like, I can understand, I understand why the pastor says that you need to do things a certain way and you you put up your defenses is because that's all you understand. Your world, that's the way you grew up, that's the environment you were in and the whole thing. And it's like, how can he say that? How can he say that if he wants me to give something up, how am I even gonna function? Take, for example, a cell phone. My cell phone, I think, is on the counter at home. I think that's where I left it. But you realize that those of you who have no idea what it's like to live without a cell phone, believe me, you it's can fine. live without it's a fine. cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to have one. Yeah. It's not something you have to have. And it, it just, it's, it's an amazing thing. Why, how do I know? Because I grew up to a lot of your ages before cell phones were even invented. Yeah. Well, they even existed. And the world, as far as I know, the world still functioned. Yeah. <laughs> but this world is trying to just program everybody to think a certain way. But getting back to, to, to pastor and, and his and his preaching and what he's trying to tell everyone to do and it's like don't run away from the voice of the Lord because you're never going to prosper until you listen to it yep. and you do what you're being told That's right. to do because I can say this beyond a shadow of a doubt I have not heard I have not heard pastors say a single thing that he wants us to do that does not line up with scripture. Mm -hmm. yeah. Never. 
I've heard other, I've been places and I've heard other preachers say stuff and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and, and that's the thing, and that, that's the thing. Me being up here speaking, anyone else up here speaking, you need to check them. Mm. Try the spirits. Yep. Check them. Okay, mm. y'all need to be checking me. Amen. What I'm saying, because that's your responsibility. God makes you responsible for that. Mm. Yeah. So you need to check everything that you're told. But the pastor has not told anybody to do anything in this place that does not line up with scripture. That's right. Definitely full of the Holy Ghost. Definitely anointed. I thank the Lord that he's my pastor. Amen. And I am so grateful that I am in a church where tickling people's ears is not the agenda. Amen. That's right. Seeing how big you can become, how rich you can become, yeah. you know, all this other prosperity garbage. Mm -hmm. Because, man, don't get me going on that. <laughs> wow. Is that man who ran that scrap company said, you may love your car, you may think it's the nicest thing you've ever drove, but sooner or later, I'm gonna crush it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget him saying that. Oh, that was so good. That's a good one. Don't get caught up. Yeah. Okay, verse nine in uh, Jonah chapter two. It says, "Man, this new Bible! <laughs> it's amazing. If I had my my old one, my old one's really falling apart. Man, I could just get it just like that." Okay, Jonah 2, verse 9. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation of the Lord. So we need to praise the Lord. We need to thank Him. I was getting back, and you know, earlier I said, we all know someone that rubs us the wrong way. We just don't want to be around them, just have nothing to do with them. We all have that. <laughs> but when we when we repent, the thing that we all must do is get back in line with Jesus and the mind of Christ. We've got to get back to that. When we get back to that, then we can deal with what it is that we need to deal with. Because we're going to have that mind of uh, you know how we always, you know, well, I do it many times. I said, Lord, help me see this person the way you see it. Mm -hmm. yeah. When I think of Dan, when I think of Dan Boyson, my word, you talk about somebody I did not want anything to do with. I just, guy in a mouth like a sewer. I mean, that, that guy couldn't say anything good. Mean to animals, just, oh. Just a mean guy, <laughs> meth head, drunk, womanizer, man. It was just, he was something else, man, boy, something. And I remember 
You live right next door to the, the company I work for down in South Sioux. You live right next door. And I was in there working one Saturday. And he comes in staggering drunk, eating a leg of chicken. I'll never forget it. Drunk out of his mind. Could hardly stand up. He comes in, and I'm working. And he's eating his chicken. And he comes up to me.
Now I thought about that. How many of you have made vows? Okay. It's important that you keep those vows. Very important that you keep those vows. Do whatever you can to keep those vows. When I, I thought about that and I go, when I read that and I said, I will pay that that I have vowed. Jonah says that. And it's like, what did he vow? I thought about that. I thought about that. It's like, oh man, I get it. He was a man of God. He vowed that he would always say what the Lord wanted him to say. So I thought about that. Here we have the Holy Ghost. How many of us, how many of us have said in here, Lord, I love you. All I want to do is serve you. I want to do your will. Believe it or not, you just made a vow. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Whether you realize it or not, you just made a vow. Yeah. And everyone that gets saved, they make that same vow. Amen. Amen. You may not even think about that, mm -hmm. but you made that vow. Mm -hmm. So it's like in our life, we need to serve the Lord. We need to keep our vow. Amen. Man, what does he want us to do? Uh, he wants our light to shine in this world. I have no doubt in my mind the day is coming, and it's coming sooner than we think folks, that I have no no doubt in my mind that we're going to see a lot of people get the same. Because people out there are starting, to, they're really starting to search because man, this, our country is turned upside down. Man, this thing's going on in this country that don't even make any sense. And the reason I say it doesn't make any sense is because there's no resistance to it. It just, man, I just thought about that. And um, I just read an article about the, uh, the United States of Two Americas. It was a neat article. And it was like, never in the history of our country since the Civil War has our country been so divided. Man, this man was saying, do you realize that Washington, D.C. One, at one time did have a barricade around it? Do you remember when it was? The Civil War. This, that's what this author of this article was saying. He says, they did the same thing in the Civil War. They put a barricade around the Capitol. And he was talking about how everybody is even moving, moving from one area to another area. They, they want to align with a certain mindset and a certain thinking and everything. So we're living in a divided nation. And believe it or not, folks, rest of the world sees the United States as becoming extremely weak, extremely fast. Yeah. And there's other nations that are getting ready to pounce on that opportunity. Yeah. And so, and no, that's probably not what you wanted to hear, but <laughs> it's the truth. Amen. Amen. So the reason I'm saying that is, I don't know why I got off on this, but anyway, 
every one of us, and I, and I said this, I was talking with Jacob the other night, because yes, um, Friday, when we were out uh, delivering some tacos, and I was sharing with him, I said, we all have to realize how important it is for us to stay in fellowship. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Because the more you're in fellowship, the stronger you're going to grow and be. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to handle situations when they come up. Why? Because you're in that, you've, you've spent so much time in that environment that is going to, how do I say it, charge your batteries? Yeah. Fill your Holy Ghost tank? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Amen. Mm -hmm. So it's like whenever we, whenever we find a reason not to be here, okay, that's when you really need to check yourself. Yeah. yeah. Check what's in your mind. Because believe me, everything in this world is going to change. It's going to change rapidly. Yes. And it's like I was just I was talking with Pastor the other day, and I go, Pastor, what do I do? I was asking him. He didn't know. He didn't know the answer. To, because we're in that situation where we're going to become so dependent on the Lord mm -hmm. that He's the only one that's going to bring us through. Amen. Mm -hmm. I have no doubt in my mind about that now because this world and the way it's set up is so wired together that if you try to break away from it, you can't because everything is so wired together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're, so I believe this. I, I believe that we're all still going to be part of this world in its, in the way it operates, but the Lord's going to have His hand of protection on yes. us. So we're not going to feel the effects. Man, you read all through the Bible where it, when when people obeyed the Lord, He always took care of them. Yeah. Yeah. You'll never find a single instance in this, in his word, mm -hmm. where he did not take care of his people. Yep. Amen. And man, some of those people went through, through some horrible things, but when you when you read how God delivered them, Amen. how he provided for them, how he took care of them, it's all in obeying the Lord. Amen. Having faith in the Lord. Amen. Man, we win. Yeah. Amen. 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 But the only way we're going to win is if we stick with it. That's yeah. right. Amen. That's the only way. Our salvation can't be a side thing. Mm. It can't be the secondary thing. That's right. It's got to be the main thing. Amen. Man. Okay, let's turn to... I had written down all kinds of scriptures for us to read. I'm not going to, we won't get to, to them all, but um, let's uh, look at uh, Luke chapter 6. Yeah, Dina, boy, she got me some nice birthday presents. She got me uh, these books, and she got me the... Keyword Bible, where you can keywords in a verse, and you can look up the Greek or the Hebrew and what the meaning of it and everything. And that that just 
is amazing. Man, that book is just, has taken some verses and just like, wow. It just completely changes the meaning of that verse when you realize what's behind the words yeah. of that verse. And, and then she got me this book on the, the works of Josephus. And oh. I was here with, with uh, Brother Rich. Man, that's something you're not going to sit down and read for hours, believe me. You might read a page and a half and have to set it aside. Because, man, that's pretty heavy stuff. But, um, and then she got me in a, this uh, the Amplified Bible, which, is, which has been a help. But I, it's, and then she, uh, then we got new Bibles this year. And, man, I'm having a hard time getting used to my new one. I can't find it anything in it. It's amazing. My old Bible, the one that's falling apart, man, I'm, but, but it sure has helped when it comes to studying. I will say that. It's, it's, it has, I've learned so much. It's, it's exciting. And I've learned that I have to write things down because I'll be going so many different directions and then I'll say, oh, man, what is that? I have to figure it out, so I've learned how to have to write everything down now. But in Luke chapter 6, we're going to read verses 32 through 38. For if ye love them which love you, what, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do the same. And if ye lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. When we look at other, when we look at other people, and we look at the ones that we don't want to help or be kind to, or anything like that. We really need to dig deep and remind ourselves how merciful God is always with us. When I, man, I'll tell you what, if you have a hard time praising the Lord, start thinking about everything the Lord's done for you. Yes. Guarantee you, you're going to start praising. Amen. Amen. I can't help it. I'll be up here singing, and you know, and we're singing the words to a song, and all of a sudden this memory comes to my mind. It's like, oh my Lord. Yes. I'll just start bawling like a baby up here. Yeah. Just because I'm just remembering of what He did for me, and yes. it's like what He brought me yes. out of. And, and it's like, man, wow. Amen. The Lord is so good to every single one of us. Amen. But remember, none of you would be saved if somebody hadn't talked to you. Amen. So the only way anyone else in this world is going to get saved, it's up to us. 
We gotta talk to him. Wow, think about that. Aren't you glad someone talked to you about the truth? Wow, I know I am. And the Lord set that all up. And I think about, I asked the Lord and he, he answered my prayer. Put him right in my lap. Brought the person to me. I wasn't looking for them. They, they found me. It was like, wow. They asked the right question and everything to me. It was just an amazing thing when I think about it. It's like, God is so great. Yes, he is. He is so great. Oh. Let's see. Let's read another one. Oh, yeah, this is the one. This is where I'm going to end at. You know, the whole thing with Jonah and the whole point that I'm trying to make, I realize, uh, I got to bring him up, Brother Craig. I said to myself, man, Brother Craig, I wish he was here. I'd say, man, he's got the looks. He's got that nice, deep voice. He's smooth in the way he talks. I mean, he's such an awesome communicator. Yeah. It was so neat. I was, I, was, I was up here, and I was talking. They were just laughing up here. I was saying that. And, and Pastor Harold says, I'll tell you what, that's the Holy Ghost, because he says if you knew what Brother Craig was before he got saved, you couldn't put two words together. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny when I thought that was so funny. Oh man. Me, I know I stumble around a lot. I, I do. I'm a stumbler. But that's okay. That's just Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You all know what this is. It's called the love chapter. Yeah, we're going to read verses 1 through 7. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity or love. And I'm going to change that word to love just so you understand. I am becoming as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and to have no love, not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemingly, seeking not her own, is not easily provoked, thinking no evil. That's a hard one. You know that? Thinking no evil. Our nature, man, isn't that something? Thinking no evil. Six, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bearing all things, 
believing all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. We, as as a body in this church, and, and I and I and I, pastors been talking about it, and I know I've said this. I wish this place was packed out with everybody that normally comes, and I, I realize some of them are gone, and I understand why and the whole thing. <coughs> but when I see this, when I see this body, this congregation, yeah. I've said this before, I'll say it again. This is a gold mine. Yes. And I'm not talking money, I'm talking influence. Yes. The influence that this work has and that is going to have yes. if we all do what we should be doing. Amen. Amen. Every one of us is called to do something. Amen. Every one of us. Every one of us has an ability. You may think you have no abilities, but the reality is, is you do. Yes. You know, somebody who... Uh, Somebody who changed the the bulbs in one of the lights. Nobody knew that. And you take for granted that the lights are on, but you don't think that somebody took the time to fix a light that was burned out. Yes. But God saw that. Yes. And believe it or not, that's what he wanted you to do. Yes. But that doesn't mean but that didn't mean that you were put in the spotlight. Oh, you're the best bulb changer in the whole world. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it all goes back to the body. And I have no idea why I'm on this, but it's just, I love every one of you so much. And I see so much potential in everybody in this world. And I, 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 I just have no doubt in my mind this ministry is going to explode yes. in its influence. Yes. Yeah. You know the prayer of Jabez, that's one of my some of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, the prayer of Jabez. You imagine you saying a prayer, and that prayer was so sincere and so powerful that God had it recorded in the Bible. Isn't that something? Because if you ever read that, it goes through an account, and all of a sudden, boom. Here's the prayer of Jabez, and then boom, you're back to whatever everything else is going on. <laughs> Make sure that prayer was mentioned in there. But one of the things that Jabez prayed was, enlarge my borders. Mm -hmm. And what that means is your influence. That's what that means, enlarging your borders, your scope of influence. And this body, with all the revival that we've been having, and all the preaching and the instruction and it's amazing a lot of that instruction has been hard to swallow yeah. it's been hard to take but we all need it every one of us yeah. needs Amen. It. but through that it's just going to make us stronger and more powerful yeah. Amen. more powerful in the holy ghost yeah. and so i just i but it all comes back to that big four-letter word love not only do we need to love one another, and when people, and I believe it was Pastor was just talking about this, people make the comment 
that they can't get over how much people love each other in this church. They sense it, they know it. They feel welcome. They feel, they feel that love that we have in this place. But that love that we have for one another, we also need to have that love for the lost outside these Amen. walls. Amen. The people that we rub shoulders with, the people that we, we talk with on a regular basis and everything. You know, it, it's something when I, when um, you think of uh, um, going door to door, and it's like that has its place. It really does. But the biggest influence you're ever going to have on anybody is the people that you're with all the time. The ones that can watch you. Which means that you need to be on your guard. Yeah. Don't let your carnal nature come up. Because they won't let you forget it. So, we need to love those that we can't stand. When I think about Jonah and what Jonah wrote and what he recorded, I mean, Jonah hated Nineveh, but he still went there and he still preached the word and Nineveh repented. And I have no doubt in my mind that Jonah accepted that. And I have no doubt in my mind that Jonah accepted the Ninevites after everything he went through. Because to be admonished by God, not only being swallowed by a fish, going through all that, but then getting admonished by God, and you're more upset about it. I made a plant grow. Now get this, he made the plant grow overnight. How many plants do you know that grow at night? <laughs> So God makes this big plant come up one night, and Jonah's in, oh, this is nice. Jonah must have not had very much hair. That sun sun was really beating up. The next night, a worm comes along and kills the plant that was there the night before. Imagine getting admonished by God. It's like, you're more upset about that stupid plant that I made grow and I killed it two days and you're not happy at all that people that don't know have a clue all repented see our priorities have to be people being saved Amen. it has to be I've had to check myself on watching what's going on in this world because I'll get so consumed with what's going on in the world I said man I'm missing the whole point the whole point is, we need to see people get saved. Amen. Because, man, we're running out of time. Yeah. We really are running out of time, folks. Yeah. And it's like, younger people, you may not think we're running out of time, but I'll tell you what, we're running out of time. Amen. We're there. Things are happening, and we really need to get out there, and we really need to witness. And so, want to challenge everybody. This is how I'm going to end it. I want to challenge everybody. Every one of you talk to somebody about the Lord this week. Just one person. Mm -hmm. Just one person. Talk to one person about the Lord. 
And I know for a lot of you, it's going to be really uncomfortable. But it doesn't have to be. That's that, that's that thing we're saying, oh, well, they're going to make fun of you. And oh, you know, they're going to call you all the names. And they're going to look at you weird and all that stuff and everything. And it's like, so what? Amen. So what? I want to be saved. Yeah. Amen. Somebody came up and talked to me, and I didn't look at them funny. I didn't reject them. I listened to what they had to say. So you have no idea whoever you talk to may have just been waiting for you to say something. So, so anyway, thank you all. I appreciate every one of you. Um, been honored to be able to bring the word to you, and I hope you all got something out of God's word this morning. Yeah. And um, remember, let your light shine in this world. And uh, always pray and ask that the Lord would help you see others the way He sees them. Yes. Not the way you're looking at them. Because man, damn voices stunk. He was dirty. There was nothing about that man that just uh, and he got saved. <laughs> so, so anyway, Lord bless. Thank you.